everyone, it's Katie Thomas here, and today we're going to be talking about something that everybody loves talking about in the United States. And I truly mean everybody. Because whether you're on the left side of politics, the right side of politics, the moderate side of politics, or you're halfway around the world, you have heard of the Kavanaugh issue. If you haven't heard of the Kavanaugh issue, you've probably been living under a rock. And I don't say that to be insulting to anybody, but I say that in the truest sense. Why? Because it has covered international and national headlines. It has sparked violence and protests. In fact, if you watched the hearings, you heard screaming protesters in the gallery. And repetitively, Mike Pence was banging his gavel on the desk saying, the, secu armed, the security guy, I don't remember what they called him, will restore order in the gallery. It was a big deal. So the whole premise behind the Kavanaugh issue is that Blassie Ford accused Brett Kavanaugh, which was a nominated Supreme Court justice, and now he's on the Supreme Court, of sexually assaulting her some 30-odd years ago. And what ended up happening was after all the hearings, all the drama, all the media, after the whole ordeal, we have Justice Kavanaugh now serving on the Supreme Court. And it has sparked an issue amongst America that has started the hashtag Believe Women or I Believe Women, uh, kind of like the hashtag Me Too movement, only it, they took it a step further. Now, I'm not necessarily here to say conservatives or liberals are good or bad. What I'm here to say is that as Christians, we have to analyze a situation that is before us in politics, um, and not just in politics, but as a social movement. Because when it comes to Christianity, it's not necessarily about the economic policies of our government, though that's important, but often the social policies and the social movements surrounding politics have an impact on our Christian worldview. And so today we're going to look at if the I Believe Women uh, stance is really all it's cracked up to be. So if you're already triggered by the word Kavanaugh like 90% of the country is, then you're going to love this podcast. This is Katie Thomas on Being Bold MCR. So before we jump into today's topic, I want to go ahead and let you guys know that for the next podcast that I'm going to be producing, they're just going to kind of be things that come to mind. Originally, in the beginning of my podcast, I was promoting series and different aspects of the Bible, but I realized that um, the Christian worldview intersects a lot with some, not, I'm not going to call it political beliefs, but a lot of social issues that we have um, and a lot of personal issues that we have. And just there's a whole ton of stuff that needs to be talked about for bold Christians and Christians who need to be bold in their communities and in their societies. And so it won't just be scripture things I talk about, but also talking about the important social issues that are impacting Americans today, because let's face it, we're forced with a decision between do I follow this social norm or do I follow this social norm or do I follow the Bible? Because oftentimes it comes down to we have to follow the Bible. Why? Because God's word is what we base our lives on. So in case you guys are wondering, there'll be no more podcast series. It will just be me kind of talking about whatever's on my mind, which I'm sure most of you will appreciate. But I want to go ahead and jump into today's topic. And I've really been thinking hard on this. And originally, when I was thinking about the Kavanaugh issue, I was thinking to myself, we've already had this happen in history with the communists and the Red Scare, with witches and the Salem witch trials. But then I realized the whole I Believe Women movement had an instance thousands of years ago. And what am I talking about? Well, I'll tell you how I came to this conclusion, how it was really funny for me to come to it in the timing that I came upon it. So I'm in an Old Testament survey class. And for the most part, it was really, really, really easy. It's like an eight-week course. You take quizzes every week. It's open note. You do like a, like a reading checklist. There's a couple of discussion boards. They're really easy. 
until you get to something called the Old Testament Timeline Narrative, which is a giant paper summarizing, well, not summarizing, but you're essentially narrating the Old Testament from the book of Genesis to Malachi, which I thought, oh, this won't be hard until I looked at it and I realized this is impossible. But I was doing it because I wanted an A and because, you know, when you pay $555 for your class out of pocket or Actually, I take that back. I paid $400 for this class out of pocket. And A becomes really, really absolutely important. So I'm looking at my essay and I'm looking through scripture to summarize the story of Joseph. And I realized that Joseph, you know, he he wanted to keep, you know, God's law. I mean, law in the sense that like in the Bible it talks about how like we have like the law, um, the moral law like written on our hearts. Um, so when I say that, I mean like he wanted to, you know, live for God, right? He wanted to live for the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob because, well, he was Jacob's kid. And so you have Joseph here. He's he's a good guy. He is um he's a he follows God and that transcends to his everyday life. So after he's put in slavery by his brothers and he serves in Potiphar's house, you know, he's living for the Lord. He's worshiping the God of Isaac, uh Abraham and Jacob. And all of a sudden, you know, the Bible notes that like Joseph was a really good looking guy, which is, which it's kind of strange to me because I have to wonder like how good looking was Joseph? Like he must've been really good looking. Why do I say this? Because Potiphar's wife, you know, somebody of a higher level of society noticed him, took notice of him. And what does she want to do with him? She wanted to sleep with him. I mean, that's pretty profound. This woman of a higher class because that's what she was wanted to sleep with this um, essentially indentured servant slash slave uh, i say indentured servant because slavery was a little bit different back in the time of joseph it wasn't like um like african-american slavery in the united states but essentially this servant joseph she's looking at the servant somebody lower than her and is like that guy is good looking i want to be intimate with him so that in itself is really interesting like like joseph must have been really good looking um, but that does that doesn't excuse Potiphar's wife's behavior because she was married. But anyway, she took notice to Joseph, and what happened was she would constantly be like, you know, Joseph, lay with me, Joseph, lay with me. And anyway, we're gonna pick it up, and I'm gonna read you exactly what happened. So I'm not paraphrasing in my um Katie translation of the Bible because that can get kind of wonky. Uh, so we're gonna look to Genesis 39, and it says, now Joseph had been taken down to Egypt. Potiphar, an Egyptian who was one of Pharaoh's officials, so this guy was like, ooh, he was like up there um the captain of the guard bought him from these ishmaelites who had taken him there which that's a whole nother interesting thing to me that like between isaac um and ishmael it's the ishmaelites who end up like taking isaac's grandchild and selling him into slavery when they were kind of like half brother that's just really interesting to me anyway picking up in verse two the Lord was with Joseph so that he prospered and he lived in the house of his Egyptian master. When his master saw that the Lord was with him and that the Lord gave him success in everything he did, Joseph found favor in his eyes and became his attendant. Potiphar put him in charge of his household and he entrusted to his care everything he owned. So clearly Joseph was doing a good job. He was like A+. plus. Potiphar put him in charge. Verse 5 says, From the time he put him in charge of his household and all of that he owned, the Lord blessed the household of the Egyptian because of Joseph. The blessing of the Lord was on everything Potiphar had, both in the house and in his fields. So Potiphar left everything he had in Joseph's care with Joseph in charge. He did not concern himself with anything except the food he ate. A plus Joseph. Like, 
for being sold by your brothers and going to a foreign land. He's rocking it. He's doing his job. Um, anyway, sorry, I have to scroll through my phone because that's where I'm reading this off of. So then it says, and after a while, his master's wife took notice of Joseph and said, come to bed with me. Now, Joseph was well built and handsome. I love that the Bible says that. Like, it couldn't have been just like his wife took notice and Joseph was like, no, they're like, we have to put in there that he was great looking. Like when Moses wrote this, he was like, oh, we have to include the fact that Joseph was well built and very handsome. And that's why she took notice. But he refused. With me in charge, he told her, my master does not concern himself with anything in the house. Everything he owns, he has entrusted to my care. No one is greater in this house than I am. My, mas no, yeah, my master was has withheld nothing from me except you because you are his wife. So he's like, listen, everything in this house, like, like Potiphar's given me to take care of. He trusts me. The only thing I can't touch is you. Why? Because you're married to him. Wow. Shocker. How then could I do such a wicked thing and sin against God? Verse 10 says, And though she spoke to Joseph day after day, he refused to go to bed with her or even be with her. Wow. To say like he was tempted over and 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 over again. And he still said no. And remember, this lady was of a higher class. So like any other type of servant possibly be like, yes, absolutely. But Joseph, because he was living his life for the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob was like, no, that's completely wrong. So one day he went into the house to attend to his duties and none of the household servants were inside. Uh-oh, first red flag. Verse 12 says, she caught him by his cloak and said, come to bed with me. She insists so much, guys. But he left his cloak in her hand, ran out of the house. Like this dude's like, I've had it. I'm not even going to argue. Take the cloak. I'm running. I'm running from this wickedness. I'm running from this temptation, which should be a lesson in itself to all us Christians when we're tempted to just run, completely go away. When she saw that he had left his cloak in her hand and had run out of the house, she called her house servants and said, look, she said to them, this Hebrew has brought to us to make sport of us. He came in here to sleep with me, but I screamed. When he heard me scream for help, he left his cloak beside me and ran out of the house. She kept his cloak beside her until his master came home. Then she told him the story. The Hebrew slave you brought us came to make sport of me. But as soon as I screamed for help, he left his cloak beside me and ran out of the house. When his master heard the story, his wife told him, saying, This is how you, your slave treated me. He burned with anger. Joseph's master took him and put him in prison, the place where the kingdom's prisoners were confined. But while Joseph was down there in prison, the Lord was with him. He showed him kindness and granted him favor in the eyes of the prison ward. And then it goes on to how no matter what Joseph did, he succeeded even in prison. So here's my thing that's really interesting and why I bring this up in relation to the whole Kavanaugh thing. So Kavanaugh's in a position of power. Um, he was on the second highest court in the United States. And people who didn't like him ended up coming out. And what did they accuse him of? He did this to me and this to me. And then they held they held hearings about it. And essentially, the media riled up the American public and was like, look at this. And now everybody is saying, I believe women. Why is this stupid? Well, because it's like Dennis Prager says, you don't root for a gender. It's not I believe women or I believe men. It's I believe evidence. And the reason that us Christians can't just say things like I believe women is because if we just believe women for the sake that they're women, 
then what about people in the Bible who experienced this very thing where just because they were first off a man and second off because there were no witnesses and second off because there's no just corroborated evidence. All we had was the claim of a woman and a woman who, you know, was not just like some side person, like somebody actually involved, um, not necessarily with like Joseph's life, but was there kind of in the political uh, setting. Just because of all, all that she said, we threw Joseph in prison. That's what we did. And the same type of thing is happening right now with this whole Believe Women movement. And I'm not necessarily just referring to the whole Kavanaugh hearings, but I'm just saying in general, if we accuse men of doing the exact thing that Potiphar's wife and Blassie Ford and um, Anita accused all these men of doing, and we just took their accusation, then we run into an issue of uh, punishing people who don't do these things. And I say that because that's biblical. That is something that actually happened thousands of years ago. Potiphar's wife, because she wasn't getting her way, was like, you know what? I'm going to make his life miserable. And so she lied and had this great story. And because they solely believed her story, they put Joseph in prison. That's why we have the idea of investigations in the United States, why we have the idea of courts in the United States. That's why we can't just say things like, I believe so-and-so just because it's so-and-so, just because there is a rise in feminism, just because there is a rise in women's rights or in the awareness of sexual assault, it doesn't matter. Because there is a rise in something, the awareness of something doesn't mean that you diminish a whole group of people's credibility and boost a whole nother group of people's credibility just because of the way they were born and the way that God made them. God made me a woman. That doesn't make me more credible than a man in a situation where it's my word against his. Because then we're just justifying lying. Now, I'm not saying every woman who comes out and says this man harmed me or assaulted me is necessarily lying because there are cases where this happens. But to just say, I believe that person just because they said it is not democratic, it's not biblical, and it's not truthful. It doesn't honor the truth. And so as Christians, we have to look at the idea of truth and understand that in a court of law, in daily life, we have to not judge things by what somebody says and instead look into what they say, what the evidence behind it is to form our opinions and also look to the Bible. When we look to the story of Joseph, what we see, we just can't always believe women. In fact, there are there are noble women in the Bible. Yes, there are noble women. But there are also very manipulative women. I mean, if you're a woman listening to this, you know that we can be very, very manipulative. We can be very intuitive. We can be very much like that. Look at Delilah with the whole story of Samson. She just com- She was completely... One of the most seductive, just manipulative women in the Bible. And that's not just my words. When I wrote my Old Testament survey, there were people who did research on this and concluded this themselves. Which means that us women, we're not perfect. Men aren't perfect either. Have you noticed that none of us are perfect? Therefore, none of us can just be credible because, well, we said it, therefore it's right. I mean, imagine if you gave the two-year-old that ability. They say, carrots, carrots are pink. Well... They said it, so therefore it's right. No, you wouldn't do that. In the same sense, people lie or people say things that aren't true. And we can't just simply believe it because we're like, well, you know, we're raising awareness to this. And they're probably being honest. Let's not look into it because the minute you have that, you run into issues with Joseph. Now, I want to point something out as well. If you're listening to this and you've been accused of something, and I'm not even necessarily saying like, that you assaulted anybody, but like if you've been accused of something and people began to believe that, I'm and even just talking about rumors. Heck, I'm talking about just if you're listening to this and you're you're a person who's like, there are rumors going around about me. I mean, I know I just I received a text from somebody today 
literally today, somebody who doesn't like me. And there's a whole story behind this, but it, it ultimately comes down to they wanted to criticize my faith. But that's why that's why this podcast exists is because you're criticized for your faith. And it's like it's kind of like the ad hominem type criticism, the logical fallacy, the personal attack type deal. Then you're probably living your faith. Right. But anyway, he essentially texted me and, you know, he's like, yeah, uh, you, you know, I know you're confident in your faith because people who don't agree with you go to hell. Right. And all this different stuff. And, you know, he start spreading rumors that like that's my belief that if no one agrees with me specifically people are going to hell which is like not true but if rumors are going around that are not true people believe them just because well maybe they're popular or maybe they're like oh everybody likes this person or oh you know we all know him and we have all heard the reputation of this other person then you're then if that's what you're going through then let me encourage you to what happened with joseph uh when joseph went to prison the lord was with him and the lord had favor with him if you're running through a trial a trial where people are ruining your credibility, ruining your, your reputation, whether it be on the basis of um, feminism or on the basis of people don't like your political beliefs, your religious beliefs, I don't know, your social you know, standing in school. It doesn't matter the real reason. This is more broad than just the whole I believe women thing. But you have to understand that God has favor in you if you're serving him and if you're living that honest lifestyle. Joseph, I mean, I don't doubt this, denied the claims. If anybody asked, he was like, no, I did not do that. And he didn't give in to the accusations and he didn't give in to anything. He succeeded in prison. The Lord found favor in him. And it was actually in prison that Joseph began having dreams. And that was how the Lord uh, brought him out of that prison and brought him out of that trial. And what we have to realize is that even if our reputation is ruined and even if all kinds of things are tarnished to the Lord, if we're honoring him, still with us. And I can even go so far to say that's true of Brett Kavanaugh, who is you know devout in his faith and is true to his faith. And, you know, he's very honest. He's like, he's an honest person. And you see that, you know, just like with Joseph coming out in a very high political regard, regardless of the accusations that were made and regardless of the allegations, we still see that with Kavanaugh, for instance. You see that with all these different people. And, you know, you don't necessarily have to agree with Kavanaugh um, to agree with his general premises as a Christian that if you're living honest to the word of God and honest to the truth. The Lord is going to find favor in your eyes and the Lord is going to grant you, um, and this is going to sound really weird when I say it, but grant you a, a power and a, I would even advocate a voice because I think that as we go through hard times, the Lord strengthens us if we allow him and that kind of strength goes to strengthen others and build up the faith of others and ultimately make a difference. And we saw that in the case of Joseph with the whole everybody believed Potiphar's wife. Why? Well, because she said it. And just because she said it, that made it right, right? Because she said it. And I think in the same sense, like we can't just believe anybody based off the fact that they just said it, let alone the whole I believe women movement. How about we, how about this? Instead of believing rumors about people, instead of believing um, allegations about people because women said it or because somebody popular said it or whatever. How about we look to facts? How about we look to God's word? That that levels the playing field. And for all of us Christians, it makes our worldview more consistent. So that way, what we say we believe really is what we believe. And we can all, even when we're going through the hard times, find comfort and find fellowship with each other. 
I mean, you look at all the people who have been accused of crimes, even the Christian martyrs who have been accused of crimes that they didn't do, where people were solely wanting them to get in trouble or solely wanting them to go to prison. For me, it's people who solely want my reputation tarnished. For you, it might be the same deal. For you, it might be something more severe. Regardless, the Lord has favor if you're serving him. So what have we learned today? We can't just believe women. We can't just believe people. We just, because people are sinful. The only person I trust is Jesus Christ. Why? Because he lived a perfect life. Therefore, I'm going to believe the word of God. That's my thing. The word of God is my basis for truth and basis for all the things that I believe. And based on that, I'm going to look at every situation, political, social, religious, whatever, with that lens, with the lens of truth. Because if we're all just listening to each other based on the fact that we're all saying things, we're all going to be imperfect. I'm not saying all of us are lying, but I'm saying that we have to have a matter of checks and balances in order to understand whether we're telling the truth or not. And so that goes and extends far beyond the Kavanaugh issues that goes into our daily lives. And so... Just remember, guys, it's not about if you're a woman or a man. It's not about sexual assault. It's not about, it's not even, it's broader than that. It's about, is what you're saying honest? Is it real? And does, or does it have an agenda? Because Potiphar's wife, she was angry. So she had an agenda to get rid of him because she couldn't get her way. And in the same sense, we don't want to be living our day-to-day lives like that. In fact, we should be glad because what we want is God in our lives and God working through us. And as long as we want and we pursue that relationship with God, we're going to get what we want. And there's no reason to bring others down for selfish reasons. And so I hope that you're encouraged by this message because honestly, um, it's not just about the whole like, well, this movement's wrong and the social issue is wrong. But it's also about the fact that all of us can apply this to our daily lives um, and all of us can not spread rumors and all of us can not partake in gossip and all of us can do these things. And so as we're living our day to day lives, I encourage you guys to look to Joseph's life for encouragement and for an example of resilience in the face of false allegations and false reputations, because we're going to face that as Christians until the day of the Lord comes back. So thank you all for tuning in. I hope that you guys listen to the next podcast. Check out my other podcasts I've talked about lately regarding issues of abortion, um, the idea of why God or why Jesus on the cross said, why have you forsaken me, and all kinds of different issues like Peter and John and their boldness. Check that all out on Apple, Spotify, and Google and Anchor, of course, which I'm recording this on. I hope you guys have a wonderful day. And remember, guys, to always be bold. Thanks.